Bruins Brenders Podcast, Season 2, Episode 40. The waiting is the hardest part with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app. And also subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page to watch our episodes on YouTube. Smitty will tell you how to... And you can sign up for ESPN Plus. Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website. Go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. I have ESPN Plus. I love all the Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC, and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. And uh, taking a look at the uh, Bruins' uh, Salary cap situation this year, and I was I saw on uh, I guess it's Bruin Space on Twitter uh, had the new sort of cap predictions for them, and the cap space four point nine three seven in uh, cap space as the salary cap does indeed go up one million bucks, and uh, not a lot of room there, of course, and just a ton of rumors and and just people waiting for the dam to fall here and. Um, I still don't think Don Sweeney will do a, a heck of a lot. I, I think he'll sort of he'll sort of weasel his way through this, but you know maybe there'll be a big one, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it sounds like it sounds like uh, you know you're still kind of hearing rumblings that he'd like to keep Hathaway and Bertuzzi. It seems like Olav, um, they're projecting him to get a real big contract, so uh, that's uh, certainly not going to be from the Bruins with the amount of cap space they have. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're going to do what they can to, to try to re-sign Bertuzzi and, and Hathaway and and uh, make that work. But, uh, you know, with the space they have, they're going to have to do some kind of hockey trades or some buyouts. We haven't heard anything about the buyouts yet uh, with Riley and possibly Forbort. So, um, you know, yeah, definitely some maneuvering that needs to happen and fairly soon. And, uh, you know, and then you're also waiting on, um, what you hear from Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, you know, are they going to come back? So a lot of dominoes still need to fall, uh, and hopefully some of them fall here before the draft. I would, you know, I would hope so, and you know, especially before uh, free agency begins on July first. Uh, it seems as though they won't be buying out Mitchell Miller. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, yeah, are they, yeah, I, I, I mean, are they are they just hoping like the the fervor all kind of die down and they're going to give them a go? Like they're oh, just going to let them play? Like what? I ah. think they're just going to let the thing go. I don't think the penalties for for buying out. I don't think it's worth it. I oh, think okay. they just sort of pay them out through the next. Is it next year? I think. Yeah. Um, what is it? A two year deal? Is that what it was? Two year deal. I, I think they just pay it out. He can't play anyway. I, I think they yeah. then they suspend him or anything. So. He's never going to play for them anyway. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think the penalties uh, are worth it to them, and they're just going to kind of not mention it, kind of, it kind of let the contract, uh, you know, sort of fizzle out. I guess uh, Dimitri Olaf, interestingly enough, uh, I guess is the number one free agent on the market. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. I mean, it's yeah. it's not a it's not a real strong class. I I suppose. No, it's not. Um, and there's not a lot of teams with 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 room, so um, you know, or contending teams with room anyway. Um, so 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of market develops for him. Uh, does he take like a lesser deal to go back to Washington where he's, you know, familiar with the with the, the city and, and the team and so forth? Or, you know, um, does he try to cash in, you know, as much as he can, um, you know, with maybe a lesser team that has a little more cap space? It'll be interesting to see what his market is and, and what kind of kind of deal he signs in the long run. Yeah, you know, at 32 years old, I, I, you know, I'm not throwing people out of the boat to save him. I don't think, you know, I mean, it's he. I'd like to have him, but geez, if if people, if someone's going to give him like a five or six year deal, uh, you know, north of seven, eight million, I, you know, I, no. I don't think that's that's worth it at all, to be honest. I mean, if it was a, a shorter term deal, um, and I could fit him in there, fine. Any other year, maybe that's true, but. With such a thin class, especially on defense, uh, I, I don't, I'll, I'd just rather not from the Bruins. Um, all right, seven trips sponsored by Lobster Brewing, Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. You can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsterbrewing.com and follow them at Lobster Brewing for new beers and events. Trip one, where does the Bruce Cassidy firing rank? <laughs> in Bruins blunders of all time. I heard this topic uh, recently right after they won the cup in Vegas. And, um, you know, I guess you can debate whether it is a blunder, but it's certainly one of those historic moves they make that, you know, isn't 100% positive. No, it's not a positive <laughs> move, but I wouldn't call it a blunder at all. I think, right. uh, as we've said before, it was really time. It was time for him to go. Uh, coaches' shelf life's run out. Um, I wasn't in favor of, him, uh, favor of firing him at the time. Um, but, you know, the more you heard from the locker room, you know, guys were kind of unhappy. Um, and, and it sounded like, you know, the, he wasn't getting the kind of buy-in that he was earlier on and, and it was time for a change. So I, I don't begrudge the Bruins. Uh, I probably wouldn't have done it at that time. I probably would have given him at least one more year um, to see what he could have done with the, with the type of talent they had. But then, you know, do you have the same team, um, you know, if Cassidy is still there? And I don't think you do. I don't know if Krejci comes back, you know, DeBrusque is still wanting out. Uh, at that point. So, um, you know, do, do guys have the same type of seasons they do under Cassidy? Probably not. So, um, at the time, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's really a blunder. I, I wouldn't call it that. I would just call it, you know, kind of a change of scenery that, that, uh, you know, worked out, you know, really well for Bruce and, and Vegas, obviously, but you know, the Bruins had a historic regular season, so you can't really call it, you know, a lose on their part even though they didn't have the playoff success that everybody wanted them to. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't think they have nearly as good a regular season, but I think they have a longer run of the playoffs. Probably uh, true. Probably. Uh, but you're right. I don't think the roster is the same. Um, if you just dropped him into the playoffs, I think they win the first round. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, you know, that's not going to happen. You can't have it both ways. So right. I get that. And I guess the reports are that. Patrice Bergeron, who do you tell Mark Stone that you're going to win the cup if you get Cassidy? Yeah. And uh, sure as hell, Patrice Nostradamus mm -hmm. uh, hit that one on the, on the head. So there, there goes your, you know, there goes your people who thought that Bergeron didn't like him and pushed him out. Mm -hmm. So there goes that theory when he thought that highly enough of Cassidy to say that they're going to win the cup with him. 
Um, you know, it just worked out for Bruce, worked out for Vegas. It was the right spot for him there, wrong spot for him here. And yeah, that's yeah like I said, it was time for a change. It was time for a change yeah. for, for, for everybody. So, yeah. you know, and it ended up working out really well for, for Vegas and Bruce. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, good Happy for him. For him. Um, all right, trip two, Oliver ekman Larson uh, bought out by Vancouver. Again, his name is linked to the Bruins as it has been, it seems, the last two, three, four years. Uh, particularly when he was traded from Arizona to Vancouver, the Bruins were in that mix, and he wanted to go to Boston or Vancouver. Yes or no on OEL now with short money? Uh, short money, I am in because I think you're going to have to get rid of you're going to have to get rid of uh, you know some of those guys on the on the left side to. Um, you know, be able to make the cap work. Um, I don't know who else is available. If there, if you could give me some other names that, you know, I might say, oh, yeah, I'd rather have that guy instead. But uh, short money uh, in a new system with uh, a coach like Montgomery, who I think maybe would unlock some of his offensive potential that he, that he showed a little earlier on in his career, I think he could blossom here. Um, you know, especially with the change of scenery, go to a winning team with kind of a winning culture. I think all that helps. Uh, and if it's short money, uh, yeah, why not? Give it a go. Okay. You know, I, and I can see that point of it. Here's my point. Where I mean, if they sign him, where does he play? Is he third pair? And if he is, again, is he the type of third pair defenseman you want? Uh, if, you, if you sign him and you play him with, say, Carlo, uh, and he's like a second pair D, I, I, I just want a, a, I don't know, I have this in my brain now from what our discussion was about, about the defenseman. I want, like, two felons in the third pair. <laughs> like, I just, I want, like, a different, a different feel on the third pair defense. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So I, yeah. I feel like he would probably play with Carlo. So it's, right. I would say it's, it's McAvoy Lindholm. You just throw all your chips in that basket, yeah. put those guys together, Kylo, Oliver Ekman, Larson, and then get your felons for the third pair. Have a couple okay. of big guys who are going to cross-check people in the mouth, take right. some suspensions, get some penalties, rough some people up, uh, and, and and go about it that way. Um, but, you know, you still have Jakob Zaboro kicking around, so he'll probably be... Uh, in there someplace. So, you know, maybe Ekman Larson isn't the, isn't the right fit. Maybe it's, you know, a, a Luke Shen or a Brent uh, type of guy, somebody like that, that, you know, is more of a bruiser back there that you could get uh, kind of a veteran short money guy, um, you know, with a little more physicality. Yeah. I mean, if it's a minimum, like a close to minimum, if it's, just, if it's like a really like low cost deal with him and he is kind of like a replacement for a grizzly kind of thing. Then, then, yeah, I'd, I'd be on board with that. I mean, I'd be on board with that. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't love him, like, on the, you know, on the third pair. I don't, I want your defense to be a little different. Yeah, I'm with you. But I could see, but I could see, you know, having him, having him in there. And I think if, if Saboral is your seventh defenseman, again, you know, again, I think that's great. I think that's great. Maybe Zaboral plays offside on the right on the third pair. And then you, yeah, and then you and find then somebody else some, that, that plays on the area, left. Yeah, I mean, right. who knows? But yeah, I right. mean, yeah. Okay. Cause Clifton's going to sign a bigger contract somewhere else. Oh yes. Yeah. I don't think Clifton's back at all. Uh, all right. Chirp three. Would the Bruins have beaten Vegas? No. 
I don't think so either. I really don't. Like, if people are saying, boy, if they got there, I, I think Vegas would have beaten them. I think Vegas would have beaten them because Vegas um, was playing really well. Their goaltending was playing well. And their defensive is big and physical. Uh, and they stood up to Florida's physicality fine. They handled it fine. Um, and the Bruins just didn't. And the, their, their defense is all 6-1 or bigger uh, and could handle it. And they have some big puck movers back there. Uh, obviously they have, you know, a guy like Stone, who's a Selkie type candidate, you know, Eichel's great, March is so, and, and, um, Carlson are, are really good. So, um, you know, Riley Smith, they have, they have some good, um, good forwards, gritty type forwards, uh, and then skilled forwards. So I think they would have matched up pretty well with you. And I, I think they, they would have, uh, they would have got the better of the Bruins, I think in the finals. I really do, and I, I think, like you said, they're playing just really, really good hockey. They seem to be, you know, talk about the team of destiny. We talked about Florida, but it was really Vegas who was. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think they really would have given the Bruins a really hard time. Um, Vegas was really beat up by then. The Bruins probably would have been just as beat up by then. So I think, I think Vegas would have beaten Boston too. Um, it, but what a missed opportunity for the league. Yeah, to have that whole storyline, mm-hmm. Boston, Vegas, like the whole. I mean, just yeah, that would have been a ratings. Would have been a ratings bonanza. Absolutely. Oh my, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and it w- I think it would have been a good series. I don't think that I don't think they would have. Um, they would have walked over them really, like they walked over Florida. But a big part of that was Vegas uh, delivering the hit on Chuchuk that kind of knocked him out of the yeah. series and made him yeah. kind of useless. And he's really their engine. He he's what drives them. Um, and scored some big goals for them, you know, in the Bruins series and, and other series to, you know, kind of get them into the finals. And, and without him, they were kind of a shell of themselves. Yeah, interesting that Paul Maurice had said that most of the injuries came in the Boston series of Florida, which is, you know, something that surprised me a little because I, I don't consider Boston a real physical team. Uh, but a lot of those injuries were... Uh, in that series. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was a, you know, interesting. Yeah. I mean, Boston had a lead in game seven with, you know, Jesus Christ. I mean, so, I mean, that was a, that was really a, a, a toss, you know, a toss up, a pick them. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that Florida, you know, made the plays and, and Boston didn't. I'm almost more upset that there was, that that series didn't happen with Boston Vegas. And I am the Bruins not winning it. <laughs> like I, I wanted to see that. Like, I yeah. Wanted I wanted to see, to see it too. I mean, I would, I, Christ. I mean, yeah. I, I'm with you to a degree, but I I would have I mean, you yeah, want to yeah, yeah I mean if you if you want if you want to have Boston win in four sweeps I'm I'm down for that so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, all right trip four the unrestricted free agent class we talked about Dmitri Orlov let's see uh, you know I don't know let's just throw some guys out what about Ryan O'Reilly unrestricted free agent with Toronto was sent over there really thought that was the final piece for them. Um, yeah, I mean, bad Bruins option. It's not a bad option. Um, right. you know, he's a good middle six forward and, yeah. and, you know, is, is sound defensively. So I think he would fit there. And if you put him with good players, I think he would produce still. He's, he, he's, you know, getting towards the end. He might be a little cashed, but, uh, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's a left shot, which, which, um, you know, uh, I don't think they have a lot of those. No, I don't think they do. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, you know, that's an option. But, I mean, he made pretty good money last year. So you're talking about him having to take a substantial pay cut um, yeah. to, to play for the Bruins, you know. If, and if he's going to do that, does he just stay in Toronto where, he, you know, he's already had, you know, a little bit of success and, and you know, is familiar with the, the team and the city. Right. How, how about this? We've talked about this, you know, before ad nauseum, but how about Milan Lucic again? I would do the Luch- I would do Lucic again, but it has to be a veteran minimum. I'm not giving him a million dollars. I'm not giving him a million dollars. Um, but it, then the same thing is like, if you want to resign Hathaway, I would rather have Hathaway than Lucic. I, yeah. I would at this point, I would, um, at this point I would, uh, I think he's more impactful to the game. I think he's, you know, he's faster. He's he'll hit and stuff, which Luch will do, and Luch will fight. Hathaway's not as much of a fighter. He's more of a middleweight, I would say. Lucic is more of a heavyweight. Um, would would Lucic deter guys from taking runs at you? Uh, yeah. Maybe when he's on the ice, but right. how much ice time is he going to get? Uh, if he's a fourth line guy and he's out there, you know, seven minutes, you know, yeah, so. After somebody gets knocked out of the game, then you throw them out there and you beat the bag of out of them. Great, right. uh, your guy's still out of the game. Um, so, I don't know how much the enforcers are a deterrent um, as much as they used to be uh, in the league because the league's trying to get fighting out. So, yeah. you know, they're not going to let you scrap. They're going to give you an instigator. You know, right. there's all these kind of rules in place now. You'll get a misconduct and. And, um, so it's, that's kind of not the way the game really is trending. Uh, So, you know, the league may have passed them by there a little bit. So I, I feel like, you know, if you're going to spend a little bit of money on a, on a veteran guy, I would rather keep Hathaway than, than resign Milan. And here's one, one last guy on the unrestricted that I've always kind of intrigued with. And that's Alex Kalorn. Like he's 34, but Jesus, he had 64 points. You know, he's a plus 18 last year. Like, he's big, mm-hmm. uh, Harvard boy. Like, I, I that's not a bad... Look, I don't know if all these unrestricted free agents, there's not a lot of money out there. There isn't. <laughs> there just isn't. So you might have a guy like somebody, like Kalorn or, or Jordan Stahl, or some, some guy just out there with no place to go, like, because there's just no money to be had. Yeah, like, um, and you could maybe fill in a year, a year with a year or two, or get someone on a one-year deal just to get you to next year, where you have all sorts of, where you have you know very few unrestricted free agents on your own roster and and some more money to play with. Like, Jesus, like, I wouldn't mind Kalorn on the team. I wouldn't mind Kalorn uh, at all. I, I've always, I've always liked him because he's a pain in the ass to play against, and and he yeah. and he seems to score you know pretty big goals. He yeah. scores, you know, goals in the playoffs when you need go- guys like that to score goals. How about this one? Would you, after all the shit talk we've talked about him, would you take Radko Gudis on your third pair? You know what? At minimum, yes. I would too because he's just the kind of asshole I think they right. need. Right. I, if he I, was I, doing what he was doing to Martian and stuff in, uh, for us rather than against yeah. us, we'd right. probably win the series. Like if he's doing that yeah. to Sam Bennett and and you know uh, Sam Reinhardt, if he's doing it yeah. to those guys rather than Brad Marchand and and David Pasternak, mm-hmm. we probably win the series. I, I probably would, and I'm going to say this: he sucks. He does. He's terrible. But I still would. I still would do it just because of what we talked about. Like 
I need an image change on the defensive core. Like I need someone installed in there who who's just an a hole. Like just like yes, cross the line kind of. Guy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. like give me a guy yeah. like that. Give me right. Give me a Radko Gudis type. Yeah, you know, on on the back end. That's what yeah, I'm. That's I, what I, I want. You know, I'm 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 totally I'm totally with you on that one. Okay. Um, what what do you think? So, uh, chirp five is restricted free agent class. Uh, there are some bio potential. Let's start with Blake Wheeler, who should be if there's no trade uh, found. Yeah. At eight point two five for the last year, he should be bought out. Mm-hmm. Saves the Jets about five and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, becomes a free agent. Obviously, wouldn't need the money per se. Former Bruin, uh, right winger, sixteen goals last year. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Wheeler? I I mean I've always kind of liked him. Um yeah. I thought early on he was a little bit soft and he still might be a little soft. Um so, but he's a bigger body and he has talent. So if you put him in the top 6 somewhere, um you know, he's a talented guy. I feel like he could blossom here with some of the with with some of the playmaking guys that Bruins have. So um I'd be fine with them bringing him in, but again, it's got to be at the right price. You know, he made right. whatever, you know, eight at eight ish or whatever it was. Um, you know, he to come here, he'd have to he'd have to take half that, if right. that. You know, so and 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 he'll he won't do that. He'll go to, you know, fucking Arizona and get his yeah. eight, <laughs> get his money, and and yeah. put up his numbers and yeah. and be you know a minus you know eighteen yeah. on a shitty team, you know <laughs> right. playing in front of college kids back. and yeah. and you know banging some coeds from Arizona State or right. something. And they'll make get to the salary floor, with right? Blake Wheeler, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so how about these guys? Do you do you make any significant moves and really try to get after either DeBrinket, Pierre Luc Dubois, or Timo Meyer? Pierre-Luc Dubois, I'm out on just because uh, he shot his way out of town basically every, everywhere he's gone. Yeah. So I, I would rather not have a guy who's continuously shooting his way out of town. Every, for, by all accounts, he wants to play in Montreal. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, I believe. Um, so I think he's going to ride it out and try to get to Montreal when, when he reaches unrestricted free agency. So I'm not touching that guy. Um he, I think he's trying to force his way to Montreal, and he might do it. Um, but he might. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's talented, and he'll be great for the Canadians if he goes there uh, eventually. But um, yeah, I, I don't want any part of that. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't love what I read about Pierre Luc Dubois, no. and I and I don't think that he's a guy you want to go with. Like, you know, I I don't know. I don't want some malcontent or someone that no. you're not sure about right now. You just don't need that aggravation. Um, trip six Bruins sign uh, Brandon Bussey, the goaltender, to one year two way deal. Is he next year's backup goalie? Um, I hope so, but I do right. I do not think that will be the case. I think they'll hold on to Olmark and Swayman and spend too much on the goaltending position, and and uh, it will hurt the team overall. Uh, their goaltending will be pretty good again. Olmark will not have as good of a year as he had. Mm-hmm. He won't. No, and um, God, no. and no. and Swayman will probably play a few more games. So if 
you know, if that's the case in my mind anyways, if Swayman's going to play a few more games and Allmark's not going to be as good, I'm trading Allmark now right while now. his value is at the highest mm-hmm. uh, and and seeing if I can uh, either get a get into this draft and get a good pick in the draft to maybe you get a first-round pick out of it. And this draft is, like, exceptionally deep, so I'm trying to do that. Or maybe you, maybe you can spin him for, you know, an, an effective, you know, middle – you know, top four defenseman, or maybe you get your left shot defenseman there. Um, but, you know, make some kind of a hockey trade for him, clear a little money, and, and be able to um, to shore up your back end a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is, a, and I know there's some um, no movement restrictions and, and so forth, but this, to me, is a strike while the iron is hot, like you, sure. like you read about. Like this is <laughs> he's twenty nine years old. He had the best season of his life, which you said would will never happen again. You you do it right now and, and sell high right this very second. Like mm-hmm. you don't go into next year with your cap restrictions at you know eight million dollars in goaltenders. I mean that's just that's just no. I don't want to do that at all. And you have Brandon Bussey, who's more than capable of being playing twenty five games in NHL. I think so. Um, it's not going to be eight million, by the way. It's going to be nine million. No, yeah, it's going to be nine million. It's not. Is it, Swayman's going to sign for four. It's not going to be three. He should. It's no, going to be three should. and a half. It's going to be three and a half or four. So it's going to be eight and a half or nine, which That's is too much to pay for your goaltending. Yeah, it is. Like, what are we do? like? It's I not just, the days of of Henrik Lundqvist and and those guys who are getting you know nine ten million dollars a year. Those days are gone. That's not the way it is. Here's the other thing. You just saw in the, in these playoffs. You know, Bobrovsky and Aiden Hill, two guys who were off the map. Yeah. You know, off the map. Like, and all of a sudden, they come in, get hot as hell, and they're in the Stanley Cup finals. You know, Alex Lyon was playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, I mean, you have to question, you know, the big money goaltender theory. You, You have to because, you know, Hank Lundquist never won one. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you have to question how much you really want to invest in goaltenders. Do you want to spend seven, eight? You know, do you want to have another Tukaras seven million dollar goaltender? Do you need? Do you need that? Unless, you know unless you get a guy who is elite and consistently elite, it's not worth right. the money. Like no. Vasilevsky, sure, he's worth the money. He's consistently a top. A you know. One to three to five goalie in the league. Right. Every single year, he's there and he plays a shit ton of games and he's always there at the top. Right. You know, right. unless you're getting one of those guys, it's not worth it. It just isn't. No, it's just and not. and and Olmark is not one of those guys and Swayman is no. not one of those guys. No, uh, maybe Swayman grows into that. Probably not, but maybe. And and right. and if he does, fantastic. You know, you have right. a number one. But mm-hmm. you have to strike, like you said, while the iron is hot. Now. You're never going to have a better chance to trade the guy than you will right now. And you're never going to get more for him than you would get right now. I mean, you see these articles out there. Inside the Rink wrote one about the Detroit Red Rings need a goaltender. Well, here's the Linus Allmark. You know, what will you, what will you give him for us? (laughs) Right. You know, you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, my God, like, so I, again, and how about this? Jeremy Swayman becomes your starter. Mm -hmm. And now Allmark's your, your, your backup per se. Right. Now you're going to try to trade him next off season. Right. There's a possibility that happens. Yeah. Yes. If, if Allmark so. doesn't have as good of a season and, and Swayman's playing well, uh, you know, 
you you might end up seeing that where Swayman gets the majority of the games and and now you have Allmark at five million and you're like, well, now we what are you going to trade him for like a fifth or somebody? No. Uh, I mean, so it you know now's this the time. Is my concern about Sweeney, he's been terrific with his trades. Like he's just been, you can count so many really good trades mm-hmm. where I literally slam dunk Bruins wins in the trades. But he doesn't feel comfortable or hasn't done it or isn't willing to have that hockey trade where he's going to give up something to get something and there's a risk-reward in there. Like, he, he doesn't typically do that, which right now needs to be done. It, it does need to, to be, be done. done. I, would, I would say, uh, uh, and it was recent, so maybe there's a, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, uh, kind of he's growing into that a little bit. But I would say that the trade last year for for um, Zaka with Halla is a little bit that. That was kind it's of a hockey closest trade. Closest to that. Yeah, closest to it. I mean, Halla yeah. was, you know, a little bit older and, and you know, um, was coming off a really good year for the, you know, for the Bruins. Uh, and, they, and they kind of uh, bought low on Zaka because he had kind of right. a down year. Um, so that's probably the closest you can get to that. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe there's a hint of him, of Sweeney being able to say, oh, yeah, let's sell high while we have the chance. And maybe we can turn this into something pretty good like, like Zaka was. Yeah, and so that's that's, that's the hope anyway. For here, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for here. And Hall had a good year for the Devils. He did. It, it, it was it was a fine trade, but good for both teams, I think. Um, Hall is a UFA now concerned. too. Yeah, Hall. Yeah, <laughs> bring is. him back. He is bring him back. Short deal, short short money, short thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, and then chirp number seven, Hall of Fame. Well. <laughs> Chart number six was a Brandon Bussey thing that we never even talked about Bussey. So, yeah, Bussey, uh, you know, really good prospect, had a great year of Providence. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to have him take some sort of ownership and role in uh, on the Bruins roster. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what this basically all that goalie talk we just had boiled down right. to is we want to see Bussey as the backup in, on the Bruins and we yeah. want to see. Uh, all marked traded so that we can, um, you know, the Bruins can clear a little cap space to be able to sign maybe a Bertuzzi or somebody, and and sure. you know maybe you get something pretty good in return. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, chirp number seven: Hall of Fame eligible players, uh, and who should have gotten in? So Henrik Lenquist, Tom Barrasso finally gets in. Mm-hmm. Pierre Turgeon, uh, Mike Vernon, and then Ken Hitchcock and Pierre Lacroix, Caroline Olette. Uh, no, ex- no, Alexander Mogilny. The joke. That, uh, group, and I just don't know. He's got pictures of someone, or something's going on. The Russian thing has got to be. He, they got to be holding it against them somehow, some I some mean, way. My my goodness. I mean, he's like, had too many good. He's had too many really good seasons to not be in the Hall of Fame. He just has. Right. right. He just has. I mean, um, if you score seventy freaking goals in this league <laughs> like and and i don't know how many how many he had for his career but he had a really good career like over a thousand points like a he really good more, career he had 70 at, i want to say it was 70 more points than than paul career yeah i mean he should be i mean he 100 percent should be in the hall of fame and it should have happened already it shouldn't have yeah. it shouldn't have taken this long uh and and i and i also feel like uh henrik zetterberg should, should be in too i do too i do too 
I do too. I think Zardeberg is kind of a Patrice Bergeron kind of pick there. He's yeah. a long-time Red Wing, same kind of thing. Highly mm-hmm. respected, mm-hmm. cup winner, multiple cup, whatever. Yep. Like, uh, really, really good, you know, great, good to great player mm-hmm. that uh, was was at the top of the league. It, it's, it, it yeah, sure he was. He was one of a big marquee name in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think McGillney and Zetterberg. Should have been in, and then you get into your Brindamores and Roenicks and Kachuks and Patrick Eliash, uh, and that kind of group. Pierre Turgeon gets in, which I thought was fairly interesting. You also had uh, Theo Flurry was uh, eligible, Tim Thomas, and some goalies. Curtis Joseph, Chris Osgood uh, didn't get in as well. But uh, yeah, I don't feel like any of those goalies should have got in. I don't feel like I don't. I feel like Ronick and Tuchuk are both better players than Brindamore. And maybe I'm underrating Brindamore, um, but I feel like Ronick is a better hockey player than Brindamore is. I don't. I I feel like, for if I remember correctly, <laughs> I feel like at the time I would have said that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought Brindamore was more of a star than, I mean, I'm sorry, Roenick was more of a star than Brindamore at the time. 100% he was. Yeah. I, 100%. I, he, I thought he was a, one of the faces of the league, you know. He was, absolutely. Like Roenick, you know. And, you know, Brindamore played 1,484 games at 1,184 points, but I, I didn't realize he had that kind of career. Like, I knew he was a good player. Right. But I didn't realize he had he had that thing. Like, that's, yeah. that's I mean, almost 1,200. Yeah, I mean, that's that's... Yeah, that's a really good career. I mean, it, it is. It is. I mean, but I, if you would have, if you would have, so like we do the All Star, the I mean, the uh, Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah, thing, where you say, okay, here's a name, I would have been like, no, yeah, and Jeremy Roenick, I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, but you know, neither are in, and so there you have it. Yeah, uh, there it is. But yeah, so uh, Henrik Lundqvist gets in, um, and uh, Tom Barrasso. McGillney will have to wait long time another year. Yeah, yeah, he'll have to wait. Tom Barrasso, right out of high school to the NHL, right out of Acton Box, Acton Boxborough right? High. Yeah, local See, I mean, kid. That's rare. I mean, that would never happen now. No, I mean that is that is rare. That extremely rare. Yeah, because now they would play like a year or two of of uh, like sure. prep hockey or something, oh, then they yeah. would go to college for a year or two. You know, Can you imagine as a goaltender, that's pretty impressive. It it really is. I mean, Spencer Knight probably is like the closest to that because right. he played um, one year at BC, I believe, after playing for the national development team, uh, and then one year at BC and then turned pro. So he was probably he was probably twenty years old, I think, when he turned pro. I mean, I know it was prep, but Rick, Ricky Di Pietro at Belmont Hill, right? But he, yeah, I'm not sure how old he was when he came in the league, but for, to be 18 or whatever, yeah, that's it's crazy, I mean, that's, really that's is, it's unbelievable. Um, so congrats to those guys. DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. With DraftKings, to celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money line spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7. 
Must be 21 plus, physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issues as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. So uh, we go on now to Benders in the News, our new segment that we talk about some of the uh, Benders in the News, not necessarily hockey, but just in the world uh, that is ours <laughs> right now. And uh, first guy, how about this? Man fakes his death to show up at his own funeral and show kids how to appreciate people when they are alive. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's a real lesson. Yeah, it's, like, it's a dad yeah. lesson. Yeah, He's yeah, like, isn't it? He's like, he's like all these kids like giving me shit all the time. I'm going to pretend I'm dead. And then, you know, they're going to be out there and be like, see, see what happens. I'm cutting the lawn out there. Nobody gives a rat's ass. I'm sweating my balls off outside. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about him. So he faked his own death, made his kids cry. And then, whoops, here I am. Everything's fine. You little assholes have been taking money out of my wallet. <laughs> you know, it's just, you don't, you don't even notice I'm here. Yeah. You know, your, your mom's the friggin' boss of the house, and I'm just this asshole over here, the maintenance guy. Yeah. The friggin' bank, the ATM dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and he just decides, you know what, let's just fake the death and show up. That, that I'll tell you, uh, on, the, on the level of... Of traumatic, that's up there. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> think all of a so? Your dad pops up and is like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Can you imagine? <laughs> you imagine he's just lying there in the coffin, open casket, and his kids walk up and he's just like, "Boo!" Scare the fast. Scare the fuck out. I'm alive. Yeah, <laughs> assholes, young yeah, grateful assholes. I'm yeah, alive. Do your homework. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, all right. How about a woman purchased three economy seats on a plane intending to wrap them in plastic wrap for a makeshift first class? <laughs> Did you see the video of this? It's absolutely priceless. Oh, my God. She's, and she's like wrapping like saran wrap around the around the seats of the people in the row in front of her. Like if I'm that if I'm one of those people, I'm like, bitch, get off my seat. Yeah. Don't touch me. Doing? Don't touch my yeah. seat. You couldn't put plastic wrap around my seat. No. No. We're just making like <laughs> you know what you should animal. do? You should put plastic wrap around yourself and suffocate yeah. yourself right. so that no one else has to deal with you. It's like a, it's like a first-class cocoon. <laughs> yeah. Up in the, oh, my God. Like people are whacked. Like people are crazy. On planes. Like people, planes seem yeah, to be planes, people just yeah. do stupid shit. They, they, you know? it, they, Get claustrophobic. They're they're yeah. trapped in there with everybody else's you know breath. Nobody <laughs> wants to. Nobody wants to be there. People are farting, like coughing. Everybody's going crazy. Nobody likes. Nobody likes any of it. You know. And then you got the air sickness person. They're throwing up. Oh, yeah. You got somebody yeah. over here who's had like four thousand bloody marys by the time the plane's taken off. You got somebody over here that's had like thirty five Ambien because they can't handle being on a plane, so they had knocked out. And then the plane lands and they're still asleep because <laughs> because they can't deal with it all you know yeah. it's just it's an absolute shit show oh, it's it I, really really is <laughs> or you or you have the screaming kids like this just oh, yeah. it, it's just it's unbelievable really I, is i saw i saw a guy a guy tweeted out or whatever that was going viral that was next to a woman who had a pit bull and was vaping <laughs> the, unbelievable like, next to the, like a, a 50 pound pit bull like at her feet 
Like, I mean, what are we doing? Like, what you know what? Doing? There's nothing worse than somebody who brings their brings their own food on. D- oh my d- God, d- has yeah. that ever happened to you? Like oh, somebody, yeah. somebody once I was on a flight and somebody once brought Indian food onto the yeah. flight. Oh, yeah. and I was like, are you fucking yeah. s- the only thing worse than bringing Indian food on a flight would be bringing like raw shrimp or something like right. some I kind of fish someone who brought seafood, like a seafood salad sandwich. It's or something. Un- I'm like, wow. Like, Wow, you gotta be. Yeah, I'm trapped. Like we're trapped in a fucking tube, dude. And you're over here eating curry things. You're gonna shit your pants in Uh, 20 minutes. Like, just come on. Oh my god. Like that should be outlawed. If you're gonna bring a bring food, bring like a peanut butter and jelly or something for crying out loud. You shouldn't be allowed unless you have like a some sort of like real medical issue. That's like thought about ahead of time you should not be able to bring in any fucking thing somebody somebody like if i'm if i'm one of those stewardesses and i see that person coming with their little styrofoam container they get to the door of the plane i slap that right out of their hands i'm like no way that's no no way that's getting on this flight no (laughs) No. fucking chance no no chance (laughs) no chance oh god it's just wow uh how about this one? Over 120 New Yorkers have tried to hire a hitman through a parody site, rent, rentahitman.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you get arrested for, for that sort of yeah. thing? Is that like, like kind of like either pedophilia or, or prostitution where you've made the bid? So now you get arrested. Yeah. Like, oh now, yeah. Now we know. Now we know you want to kill somebody. Yeah, that's like attempted, like, uh, t- uh, like conspiracy, <laughs> cons- <laughs> attempted asshole, or- <laughs> conspiracy yeah. to commit murder or something. Yes, yeah, it has to be right. Sure. Like you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked with in, you. in that this case. This guy's serious. Yeah. He tried to. He wants to kill someone. This guy right here. <laughs> yes, <that's> <laughs> I mean, he only paid me five bucks, but he still wants to. This guy wants to do it. Turn. Intern, like collecting the emails and the, and the friggin', you know, this guy's really serious. Yeah. Is that something you could throw up on eBay? You're like, yeah. you're like, I'll kill somebody for you. You know, st- we'll start yeah. the bid at a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, dollar ninety nine. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if I've been, Jesus, I've been, I've been divorced twice and I, you know, whatever. I've never been that, that deranged of an individual to even consider no. like. You know, not only myself, but hiring somebody else. Like, I, I just, what what would matter to you that much? Like, honestly, to have somebody else offed. I mean, just, I guess it's huge amounts of money you don't want to lose or what have you. I don't know. But it's just. Well, as, I mean, 120 New York, all those people aren't rich. It's probably, no. there's probably other things. It's like, you know. Yeah. They snore too loud, or yeah, they, you know, yeah. they 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 stole my CDs, or uh, right. you know, I I I don't like the books they read. You know, they grind their teeth at night. You know, they fart in my face in my sleep, or you know, something. I don't know. They plastic wrap my. They they plastic wrap <laughs> the the chairs around them. <laughs> They bring Indian food onto airplanes. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of reasons well, you know why you want to kill somebody. I might look into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And finally, a fan threw a phone at Baby Rexa at her concert, and she received three stitches. His reasoning, hey, thought it would be funny at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> thought it would be funny. <laughs> this, this generation of, of assholes that, that are. Oh, man. I just have no concept of anything. No. Nicholas Mal- Malvagna, 
just thought he'd throw his phone at Baby Rex's head because it's funny. You thought it would be funny. Tell you what, yeah. uh, Nicholas does not have a good sense of humor because he no. doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know what's funny and what isn't funny. Uh, that's not funny. And uh, I'm sure B. Rexa didn't think it was funny. And I'm sure her security personnel did no. not think it was funny. Uh, and if they caught up with young Nicholas, uh, <laughs> he, may, he may have caught a beating. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, I, if I'm the security guards, I would be laughing while I was kicking his ass. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, people, people are just... Uh, you know, that's part of, part of the reason we do this, do this segment is because people are just wild. They're just wild. out. It's outlandish what normal people will do in the course of a regular day. They're like, oh, you know, tonight, tonight I'm going to a concert. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw the phone at Dave Matthews or, or, you know, right. You know, Taylor Dave Swift. Imagine if somebody <laughs> threw a phone at Taylor Swift, oh the Swifties God. alone would track that person down and, and find they, them and, and they, hire, they probably hire guess. somebody rentahitman.com and 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 that guy would be murdered yes they would they would absolutely have death threats to that dude yeah without without a doubt without a doubt without a doubt doubt. no doubt no doubt uh nicholas malvagna don't allow him at concerts anywhere near you uh hey the preseason schedule for the bruins came out how's this they uh, they play uh was it seven games yeah, yeah, I think so. Something like that. And uh, the first matchup is uh, September, right? Sure. I think so. Yeah, right around there. So they play seven or eight preseason games, and that's uh, going to be coming around the corner here pretty soon. God knows who will be on the team, but that's uh, definitely coming up. Yeah, so the so uh, the first game is Sunday, September 24th at TD okay. Garden against the Rangers at 5 o'clock. <laughs> then they play uh, Tuesday uh september 26th at key bank center in buffalo uh friday september 29th back at td garden against the flyers monday october 2nd my wedding anniversary at the wells fargo center in philadelphia uh tuesday october 3rd so back to backs they go back to td garden and play the caps and then uh they finished up the preseason schedule thursday october 5th at madison square garden against the rangers so uh, you know, keeping it local, but uh, yeah, so uh, some good matchups against some some decent teams. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the Bruins roster looks like at that point. It, it absolutely is, and I guess uh, today or just yesterday, Trevor Kuntar is going to be at development camp this year, but he has a uh, yeah injury. some kind of he needs some uh, surgery yeah from the BC season, but uh, he had a good season in BC. I'll tell you. You know they're gonna be friggin' loaded this year. They got they got the Will Smith kid, the Ryan mm-hmm. Leonard kid. They've got um, who's the other kid? Um, uh, Perot. Uh, yeah, Perot. Perot. Yeah. He he. They're all going there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of defensemen that are going there that are that are draft eligible. Yeah. They're they're gonna be loaded with some young talent. Yeah, um, and BU BU was good last year, so they'll be yeah. good again. You know, Northeastern's always good. Um, UConn has a draft eligible kid in uh, I can't Matthew 
Wood, I believe Wood. is his name. Yeah, yeah. Wood, yeah. Uh, uh, he was a freshman last year, had a good season with them, and, and yeah. uh, they had a pretty good year. So, uh, you know, Hockey East is a great, great league uh, with lots of, of really good teams. UMass obviously has had, uh, you know, won a national championship a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Kale McCarr there, Adam, Adam Fox went to Harvard. So there's a lot of good local teams uh, but hockey East is really a, a, a really good league, so you guys should go out and uh, check out yeah. some college action, and and sure. uh, you know, there's plenty of Bruins prospects that play, uh, you know, in the Get, area. Um, Dan's Luck Mellis. Yeah, he'll play a few mass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so it'll be a, it should be a really good season with really high end prospects in the hockey East. Uh, hey, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page and give us a rate and review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to the Bruins Brenders podcast. That'll do it for this episode. We appreciate you listening and go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Mm, bye bye.